What's up, everybody? Chris Young here. As always, this is the Quad with Chris Young. We have Ryan from Miami. And I got friends with number one. <laughs> Producer Josh. Good morning. And Haley the Bear. Please stop. <laughs> you don't I have to do it anymore. <laughs> hey, look. First of all, if you have not seen this, that was a spectacular video. That's all I can say. I Hat is off to you. Absolutely fantastic. You more than lived up to your word. Um, good on you, dude. A man of integrity. A man of integrity. I don't know if that's what you would call it, but uh, I, I will say, though, I, and now I think I figured it out. The Quad Pod Squad voted because they wanted to hear how awful my singing voice was. <laughs> and I think I delivered on that awful promise. <laughs> <laughs> Premise? Promise? Promise? Which one? Premise? Either one. Uh, premises. I keep my premises. <laughs> I keep my premises. It was split, man. I, I think it was 50-50 uh, people loving it and people going, maybe stick to anchoring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, now I'm ready for one of you two to lose a bet. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what's really weird? The entire time that this podcast has been going on, have either one of us lost a bet? No. <laughs> At least not I one with consequences. Not one that I have to like <laughs> do anything with. It's been I it's been the two of you. It's been <laughs> you or Ryan. A very big conspiracy going on here. A quadspiracy. Oh, there's <laughs> spir- oh, there's spiracies up that are abundant <laughs> on this week's. <laughs> Uh, by the way, we haven't done this in a while, but you are wearing some of the uh, the quad merch. I am, yes. You I've got to... my nice uh, black with white lettering, the quad with Chris Young hat. We do see you guys getting some merch. We so appreciate it. And guess what? You can go get some right now. Link in bio on our Instagram page. And I'm going to add it to the Twitter page as well. Link in bio. Go get the quad with Chris Young merchandise. <laughs> Guaranteed to make you look 30% better. <laughs> you'll get dates. You'll be asked uh, out on dates or uh, perhaps you'll get a promotion at work. We can guarantee that. If that is the truth, I should be wearing that hat. Right. <laughs> Same. right? Um, let, let's just go ahead and be honest. I was late. <laughs> um, I, I woke up and was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I've done the oh. worst thing. No, not only did my alarm uh, not get set last night, uh, when you don't set an alarm, it does not go off. And I was incredibly, incredibly late <laughs> for us to record this podcast. I'm so sorry, guys. That, sorry. That's all I got. It's okay. Should have started without you, like y'all always do with me. First of all, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> if I'd walked in and you guys had already started recording the podcast, uh, that would have been perfect. We but, thought about it, but uh, your name's kind of on it, so it's hard to do it without it. I don't know. <laughs> I'll get in my deep voice. Hello, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> nope, actually, nope. Let's do this right now. Let's do this right now. Josh, play the intro. Bear, no. intro the show. Yep. Yeah, here we go. Here intro we go. The podcast, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Good morning, guys. Welcome to the Quad with Chris Young. I am Haley slash Chris. And we also have Ryan from Miami. What's wrong with your voice this morning, Haley slash Chris? <laughs> Shut up. And then we have <laughs> producer Josh. Hey. And we've got you a brand new car. <laughs> like, that's what the hell is happening? What's up, everybody? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> You're welcome. I could have totally saved us. It's all right, guys. It's good. That's good to know for the future, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is indicative of the fact that I woke up very late and showed up late. Uh, we're five minutes in. We really haven't done anything yet. Um, we're just vibing, man. It's, it's fine. Great. It's fine. 
We've talked about the merch, and <laughs> Haley has attempted to do her version of whatever my voice is, which now makes me very concerned about what I sound like. Uh, who won the poll last week? Uh, we didn't do a poll. <clears throat> I had a... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's yeah, on me. A thing happened? I, it just... Uh, you had week. A, when I texted you yesterday morning, and I was like, is there a poll? And you said, nope, you could have put it up then. The, we still had Did a second... Uh, there's a second round for it. It just... It was too I, late. It was too late. It was the 4th of July. This has been a very interesting week. <laughs> um, yes, it was the 4th of July. Uh, let's go ahead and go to music. Music. Number one song in the country, yeah. baby. Let's go. Number one song in the country. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so very much. Um a little bit earlier than we expected it to go. People just love it that like, much. Fingers crossed. Maybe next week too. I don't. That's, I don't know. Multi week. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm so excited that this went number one. Um, thank you from the bottom of my heart to everybody listening to this. Famous friends being my twelfth number one song. Woo. Just awesome. Uh, I I called. I technically FaceTimed Kane from my parents' pool <laughs> yesterday. Nice. He was like, uh, where are you? And I was like, I'm in the pool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so awesome to be able to celebrate that with him, Corey Crowder, Carrie Barlow, my co-writers, and obviously Corey and I co-produced the song together. So, um, yeah, just a, a big way to ring in 4th of July weekend and um, – also, it, I think that maybe that's what's wrong with me. Maybe it's because 4th of July fell on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like when we pulled up today to, to film, uh, or sorry, to record, uh, <laughs> there's nobody in the office. Nope. Oh, yeah. I came around the corner. I was like, there's no one here. Like, oh, full vanilla it's just guy. us. <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, it, it It's just a incredible way to really celebrate this song and for it to be able to go in July gearing up for next month when I'm releasing the album in August, um, August 6th, famous friends is coming out. If you guys are under a rock or you have not listened to us recently and you, I, you haven't heard me wax poetic about it. Um, very, very excited for the album and to be able to lead right into that with the big number one is just fantastic. The is ti- this like, uh, sorry, go ahead, Josh. Oh, I was just going to say the, the timing could not be any better. It's great. Being number 12, is it like? <laughs> Being number one's a lot more fun to me. Is it, is <laughs> no, it, I'm, just, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank you. Is it like your children? Like y'all love, you love all 12 of them equally? You know, that's, that's how it goes. I'm really glad that I don't have 12 <laughs> children, question mark. Um, it, dude, it, it's, uh, it's definitely hard for me to explain why none of them are more important, but they're all important for different reasons. And especially after clearing the hurdle that was 2020 and having the first and number one that I've had in several years, um, it's just special, man. That's I'm, I'm just really, really proud of this song and, and really, really happy that it got out there and, and people have enjoyed it and, um, I think it's already over a hundred million streams. I just really, really proud of this song and what this song has done. And like you said, couldn't, couldn't be any more perfect when you look at the fact that the album's coming out August 6th and it's called famous friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everything is just going exactly the way that we want it. So I'm, uh, I'm very, very happy, very proud. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you to anyone listening to this. 37, 52, 37, 12 number ones. That's <laughs> how I like the story. I mean, that's not exactly the way. <laughs> I, I, so if you didn't notice, um, when I, I posted the, the thank you for the song, I talked about the fact that the very you know beginning of my career was not the fairy tale storybook. You got a record deal and now you have hits on the radio. Um, you know, it took me a while to get going as far as having hits. 
at country radio and uh the first single died at 37 the second one died in the 50s the third one died at 37 and then we had getting you home come out and it actually went believe it or not it went number one in 37 weeks so it was uh it it, it was interesting because i was like i hate the number 37 (laughs) so Um, next year's birthday for you will be uh a good one because that'll be 37 it will. Thanks for that. I, uh, you got a full year until then. It's fine. I love hearing that I'm going to be that old. Um, but no, it's it's just uh, very cool to see all the things that happened. But it it was um, five straight number ones after that, and then Neon only got to twenty three. Then I believe I can take it from there. Got top five. Um, all in all was a top five. And then there was a streak of another five number ones mm-hmm. with like one number one sandwiched in there. So I, I, I was doing this the other day, like in my head, I was like, this is a lot of fun for the fact that I, this is how I have to look at it. But it was like, getting you home, man, I want to be voices tomorrow. You, who I am with you. I'm coming over. Think of you sober Saturday night. Losing sleep, hanging on, famous friends. That's cool. It's a good list. And that doesn't include, like, a lot of people all forget, like, fives. On Awe was a top five. Lonely, Lonely Eyes. Eyes was two. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, those songs are huge hits. Like, those are platinum songs. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't go to number one for whatever reason. So it, It's, it's got to uh, inform your heart, too, to have number one spanning, like, two decades. You know, like, it's not it's not just all in, in one full swoop like this has been a a tenured tenured run of success which has to be pretty humbling for sure i mean that, that <laughs> this seems underwhelming i'm like yeah yeah it was <laughs> it is. i i actually had not thought about it being over a span of two decades so that was pretty wild to hear you say that that way thanks buddy let's go for another 20 years what do you say i mean i'm down i'm down as long as people have me and um I can make all the music in the world, but it doesn't matter. People don't want to hear it. So um, very, very humbled, very, very grateful, and very, very happy to be able to celebrate that. Stat of the day, by the way, just want to want to, want to throw this one out there, courtesy of our, our good friends at uh, Josh Gleave. You are, <laughs> from, from what I believe to be, the lone artist in the country with a current number one song and a current number one podcast. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> stats um <laughs> thank you thank you it's pretty cool man well thank you guys again I, it's wild it's so much fun i i cannot be happier and it was really funny because somebody was like you seem to be really celebrating this one i'm like yes <laughs> yes i am i am not gonna make the mistake of you know, after everything that everyone has said over the past 15 months when we couldn't tour and everything was weird and everything else that went on in the world and everybody's going, well, I'm never going to take anything for granted. I'm going to party my ass off. Mm-hmm. So I'm celebrating this and um, may have a little bit of a headache while I go downtown today to film, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Um, it, it's just a it, it's a really really cool thing this song and being able to celebrate it and celebrate it with you guys too yeah the group text was lit when you told us oh my god (laughs) i was waiting i waited i normally wait till monday um for those of you that don't know like pay no attention to the man behind the curtain kind of moment uh media base and billboard are the two charts that most people go off of um, and those are the, the charts that go off for, for radio number ones. Uh, Media Base, the chart technically closes at midnight on Saturday. And Billboard closes midnight on Sunday. So, you know, even though they don't get revealed in print till Monday, which, because today's a holiday, and it's observed on Monday, because of the fourth being on Sunday, it gets, I think, revealed in print on Tuesday. But it's done, and so I got the phone call from my label Saturday afternoon going, yeah, we can call it. So uh, very, very excited this entire weekend. And um, 
Moving away from that, as much as I'm excited, no one wants to hear me talk for an hour about my song. Uh, we have not in the music section done a, what are you listening to for like several weeks? Cause we had Gavin DeGraw last week and we didn't want to step on that. And, uh, the week before was talking about going out for shows and, and didn't really touch on this. So I assume you guys already have something in mind. Um, ride. We'll start with you. What are you listening to? All right. So what I am listening to since I was in Vegas this past weekend and you can't go to Vegas and listen to anything else other than that's what you get for wink. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was, that was, that was actually going to be my song. <laughs> was it really? No, no, no. no. <laughs> just, I'm very, very excited to hear you sing that. Uh, I would go with midnight by Alesso, one of the DJs who was playing in Vegas while I was there. And midnight happened to be most of the, uh, the hours of which I was up past midnight. So I'd like to like to go with midnight is what I'm currently listening to. You sound like you're picking something for a game show. I want to go with midnight. (laughs) Final (laughs) answer. Like to lock this in. Um, Josh, what do you got? So I pulled up a, uh, a nineties country playlist on Apple music and it was running through all the classics and there was one that, you know, I just love this song. It is a classic. It's incredible. It's Hal Ketchum, small town Saturday night. Whoa. Love that song. I love that song. That is not what I expected. No, no one ever does. But, yep. How catch him drop from Josh. Yep. <laughs> Big fan. Well, I've been wanting to talk about this for two weeks. Because <laughs> the first week we didn't do our music section that we were listening to. She dropped an album that weekend. <laughs> it's just been, y'all know I'm obsessed with her. H-E-R. Her. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> she is her. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so she finally dropped her brand new album, and it's called The Back of Her Mind. As much as I want to talk about every song on there, uh, she does have a song featuring Chris Brown. I talk about these two all the time because I love them both, but called Come Through. But definitely check out her album. It's really good. So the song is called Come Through? Yes. Okay. Her, I have not she? heard this album yet. It's so good. She's just... She's so young, and I don't believe exactly that she's that young because she speaks. She speaks. I don't believe how old she is. I don't because she speaks with the the intent. What, what, what word am I even looking for? The knowledge of. Yeah. Like she has wisdom greater than her years is what you're trying to say. Basically, yeah. Like she's already won so many Grammys. And again, she's 23, 24 years Who, old. Her? Who yes. is she? Who is she? The joke that never ends. So stupid. Oh man, who's on first? (laughs) What's on second? Yeah, um, I got a really random one. More random than how catch him? Possibly, because it's coming from me. Hit him up style. Oops, my blue Cantrell. Whoa! I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Whoa! What song even is this, dude? I. You know this song. I do. Oh, yeah. You definitely know this song. Can't think of what it is off the top of my head right now. But I, it came on the other day on like a really random playlist to somebody else. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about this. So, uh, yeah, you and me hitting from the opposite ends of the spectrum Honestly, with the randomness yeah. meter. <laughs> Did not see that coming. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. Let's go to sports. So how about them Bucks? How about them? Yeah. Wow. No Giannis. The Tampa Bay Bucks? No. No. Oh. oh. No, 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 no. No one cares about them. <laughs> Not. Stop it, Florida man. <laughs> oh, my God. Florida. Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> what the Florida? Yeah. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks. 4-2. 4-2. they advance. Still growing with the underdogs. First final since I think seventy four. Is that it, yeah? Is that correct? It, it, it was in the seventies, I believe, and it, it's just so wild to see them there. Like I, that series was so it, it very bizarre, strange. It does. It felt like it was like went down to the wire, even though technically it didn't. 
it was just it was weird. You had on the Buck side, you had, you know, Brooke Lopez playing out of his mind. You had Bobby Portis playing out of his mind. On the flip side on Atlanta, Kevin Herter. Middleton Middleton showed Middleton up out of was, nowhere. Yeah, Middleton looked like Clay Thompson. And then for the Hawks, Kevin Herter just like all of a sudden looked like evolutionary Brian Scalabrini. Like, I don't know. It was just it was yeah, you're you're so happy right now. I'm so happy. You're I love like, basketball so much. You are making like, Brian Scalabrini and I'm just dropping all the names. Yeah. Um, our condolences to the Atlanta sports fan base because just another brutal loss <laughs> in the grand scheme oh of God. everything. We hear you. We see you. Why did you have to go there? Uh, you know, <laughs> it needed to be acknowledged. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I still think this was trey young's like coming out party as a superstar like I mean, he he's close he figured it out you saw you saw it change this season he went from this like shoot first i'm just trying to get buckets guy to like making his team better and that yeah. team is young they're very young their core like the oldest guy is 23 everyone's like 21 22 23 trey young trey young <laughs> they are going to be a problem for a while they have yeah. figured some stuff out. So between the two of them, do we think it's Suns or Bucks that uh, that take home the title this year? Haley, what do you think? I'm still going with the Bucks. Still going with the underdogs. I think it's the Suns. Ryan, I'm going with the Bucks. I think Chris, like, like I said, and what I asked George Susano last week, Chris Middleton is on a different level this year, and that is making the difference for this Bucks team. I think they're going to beat. I think they they take this series in five. Whoa! Dang. So you're telling Josh to a cash out on this A lot of people in bet. Phoenix not going to be happy with you. That's. I think I think Phoenix will win game one, and then I think Milwaukee wins the next four. You think they're going to sweep four straight after that? I do. I'm wow. going to tell you right now, one of the greatest things in sports is the old veteran kind of putting it together at the very end. We saw this in 2011 with Dirk. It mm. was wonderful to watch. You saw him rip through the West. No, and, it wasn't. And, no, it through wasn't. The, and I was... <laughs> Who did, who did he beat in the finals? I can't you remember. You are literally trolling me right now. Yeah. You're going on this whole <laughs> wonderful veteran tour and and waxing poetically about a horrible, horrible year. So thank you. Yeah. Well, nothing will be greater than watching Chris Paul, who is already arguably the greatest point guard of all time, lift that trophy. I did. He, he Of all time? Of all time. Point God. He's not better than I, Magic Johnson. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't even go Magic. I would. We're not going to. The Pistons don't have a say in this. Isaiah was great. Chris Paul is statistically. And won a ring. That's, and that's what I'm saying. Once Chris Paul raises that trophy, Ugh. we're going to have to have a real conversation about Chris Paul being the greatest point guard. Wait, so once once they raise the so you are saying the Suns are winning this. I series. am saying the Suns from Phoenix, Arizona, are going to win. All right, then don't the cash out finals. your bet. Yeah, can I can I also say one thing that I thought was really really classy is watching him on the court when he wins and goes on over the team he used to play for. That is so hard to navigate. And I thought what he said on the court right after a win was so well handled. And I mean, no one, no one should be surprised. Like, I mean, that guy obviously is not just a veteran, but one of the guys that speaks on behalf of the players. He's, he, it, it, it was just really cool because that's got to be tough. It's like, hey, I knocked out the team that I was playing for to finally make it to the finals. It's a, it's a cool moment. Yeah. And to do it with Monty Williams, who was his coach in New Orleans when he got started in the league. That's just a... You can't write a better sports movie than this right now. It's a cherry on top of the moment. It really yeah. is. It really is. So just from a heartstrings alone, you kind of... I, I want to pull for the Phoenix Suns, and so that's why they are going to win. <laughs> in how many games? <laughs> they are going to win in six. I, I am right there with you, Josh. Sons and six. I think. All right. So we're seem to be split on this podcast of who's winning this NBA final. We, we do. And, uh, on top of being split, <laughs> Ryan, are you going to set us up to lose we again? Just, uh, we just made a point where <laughs> we don't lose bets. Like we don't lose bets. So, so uh, 
What are you trying to write? I mean, we, we need to have something. <laughs> Name your terms. Yeah, we do. Name your terms. Is it, uh, you have to wear the other team's jersey? Nope. I've got a better one. And this is a, a wager that was brought upon me this weekend that I turned down. But oh, this sounds awful, then. I, I, go ahead. I, I'm gonna I think I think We're it would work out well notice. in this scenario. The loser of this series, losers, if you will, must solely drink Smirnoff ice for an entire night. Oh, that oh. is the sole drink you are allowed to consume oh. for one night, and you have to have a minimum. Of six drinks. Oh my god! A whole six pack of Smirnoff. Oh my gosh! No, what? I'm in. I'm what? in. I'm, I'm in. in. I'm in. No, no because you I'm in. you're probably you gonna win. Son of a bitch! I'm in. <laughs> ice, ice, baby. I'm, Let's go. That's heartburn I've, out the bottom. I have never been more excited to watch the Phoenix Suns win. I figured because ice <laughs> is on the line in this series, it's got to be oh. something ice related. So let's go. Oh ice in your God. veins. Sheesh. <laughs> just, oh, uh, okay. Well, uh, here we go. I, Ryan, I despise you so much. You have to drink 12. I'm going to watch you drink 12. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Be confident in, <laughs> no, your, no, no. in your selection here, Bear. Okay, this is going to be the wager that we win. Mark it down, Quad Pot Squad. Ice, ice, baby. Is is this, do you have to drink it like you're getting iced? Do we have to do it down on one? Or can I like casually drink it throughout no, the you're No, 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 we're not, we're not like taking a knee. Okay. This is this is casual, this is casual sipping on Smirnoff ice. So I'm a, Six pack. I'm a freshman in high school. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Would you rather be Mike's Hard Lemonade? I, I don't think we... <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, as a trope, I, not, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. that I'm endorsing that, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> obviously. All right, moving on, moving on. Um, I have the random stat of the week. I figured you would appreciate this, Rye. Reggie White, in the 1987 season, had 21 sacks. A season which was shortened to 12 games due to the lockout. The NFL record for all-time sacks in a season... 22 and a half. Wasn't that Strahan? 22 and a half? But again, Reggie White in 12 games got 21. In 75% of the games. Of the... How crazy is that? That's a lot. Of the single season sack leaders, by the way, of the two you mentioned, both Strahan and Reggie White are in the Hall of Fame. As is... Chris Dolman. Heck yeah, Chris Dolman. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ryan. <laughs> I, I was like waiting for where I, he was going. I, yeah. I was waiting for Chris Dolman, who went to UCF in 1976. I don't, I don't even know where. <laughs> no, Let's oh look God. up Chris Dolman. Chris Dolman. Does anybody know where Chris Dolman played football? From no. no. Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Well done, Josh. What? He spent, he spent the majority of his Minnesota Vikings. I was literally about to start singing yeah. song. Was he really a Minnesota Viking? Yes, he spent the majority <laughs> of his career with the Vikings. Did you just throw that out there randomly? Wow. Well, I figured the, the purple people eaters. So that wow, was... yes. He spent 85 through 93 with the Vikings. Uh, had a cup of coffee in Atlanta. Um, and then some time in San Francisco, and I then mean, finished I, his career. As a I was born in '85, so I'm not surprised that I didn't pull that one off the top <laughs> of my head. Um, but yeah, I, I just saw that stat, and I was like, "That's so crazy!" I have to bring that up in sports this week. Um, Dallas going to be on Hard Knocks. Oh no, I didn't see that. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, are you excited about that? Isn't that doesn't that usually go bad? Yeah, it's, it's a curse, curse, right? It's a curse. Wait, no, 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 guys, y'all are, y'all are conflating um, the Madden cover, which is a curse. There's, there's no curse there's on Hard a, Knocks. There's been a Hard Knocks curse. There's yeah, been there a Hard Knocks on. curse. I'm on it. <laughs> I did. Obviously not, because no one knows. This is their third appearance on Hard Knocks. Ooh, here it is. Here it is. Ooh. <laughs> 
Ooh. What, what? What are you doing over there? <laughs> what is happening? You do realize this is an I audio am, version, I am, right? <laughs> I am so sorry for anyone driving in their car right now. I got a little too excited. Okay, here is how Hard Knocks. How do NFL teams fare after appearing on Hard Knocks? Now, this list is as updated as 2019. I don't remember who was on in 2020. But 2018, <laughs> Cleveland Browns, Hard Knocks, 7, 8, and 1. 2017, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Hard Knocks, 5, and 11. 2016, Los Angeles Rams, Hard Knocks, 4 and 12. Would you like me to keep going? I I mean, I also would like to point out the fact that you said, I don't know who was on it in 2020. No one. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no one was on it in 2020, right? How far do you have to go before they had a winning season? Uh, the next year, actually. That's, well, that's when you stopped. Oh, my God. But but I will say, Dallas. this is the second time Dallas has been on it. Get because that. Dallas was on in 2008, and they went 9-7 and seven that year. And they did not make the playoffs. Um, actually, you were wrong. This is their third appearance on Hard Knocks. He didn't scroll. In two thousand two, they went five and eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, I I'm excited to see it. I, I'm excited for for Dak and the whole team and Lyle and I'm just I'm I'm really excited. So there's a lot of awesome. good storylines for Dallas right now. So that, that'll be a good yeah good insight. Um, Major League Baseball, how them Cubs doing? We're starting to suck again. <laughs> starting oh to, no, we starting suck to... again. <laughs> <laughs> nice pull. Uh, we started um, falling a little behind, but you know we still got lots, lots of time to go. You know, Woo, go Cubs. That, we still got lots of time to it, go. It's the All Star. Like this is how long base. It's the All Star break right now. Like it is. Chris Bryant's at it for the fourth time. That's so weird. It's so it's such a long season. I, I, speaking of of all stars, Shohei Otani, monster, thirty home runs, broke a record held by Babe Ruth, and is the first ever All Star as a hitter and a pitcher in the history of baseball. That's. That's awesome. He's him. really good. But mm-hmm. he can't do both in the All-Star game under my understanding because I don't believe he's allowed to hit and pitch who in the All-Star game. Cares? I wish they would make an exception. Dude, who cares? The, fir- the first ever in baseball. You're mm-hmm. burying the lead. Mm-hmm. Like, it is pretty ever. Cool. You're lucky. You're so lucky if you just get in on one of those things. That is such a he's hard thing. Both. He did both. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's, it's unbelievable, wild. man. Dude, I'm He's telling you, I it, it's it's going to make me be a fan of that team just because of him. Do I, you have any shows in Anaheim that we can... <laughs> I'm sure we can make something happen. <laughs> um, last but certainly not least, before we get out of sports, the NCAA has officially approved athletes to be able to use their name image and likeness to make money a day we never thought was going to come no was it you that was talking about it no i actually saw our friend nick post about it on twitter i he feels like and i agree that all these athletes need some sort of counseling or guidance to understand like how this works so they don't get taken how many ncaa athletes there are there's no, there's no I will, way. I will say, I will say to your point, Bear, a lot of schools have come out and have presented plans to their student athletes to assist them to make sure, one, that they're within the rules, which we don't even know what the rules are, but to make sure that they are within the parameters of being allowed to make money and, and off their own fame and image. So Schools like, schools like Florida, Florida State, UCF, just the in-state Florida schools, which knew this was coming because they had a law being passed July 1st. The rest of the country wasn't necessarily prepared for this, but there have been some schools that have given their athletes the rules to make sure that they know exactly what to do. Well, I look, let, let me go ahead and step out and say this. For the longest time, I've been an advocate of saying that they get (laughs) saying that kids that play and make these coaches you know 10 million dollars a year and make these schools hundreds of millions of dollars 
And everybody's like, well, it's not fair if someone gets paid more than someone else, even though that's the way the real world works. And that's how <laughs> the system plays out. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. If you're not a left tackler or a quarterback, you're probably getting paid less than the other people on your team. Um, it, it just is the way the world works. You're worth what you're worth. You set your own monetary value as you continue. And that's that's not limited to sports, right? It's every industry. I've never understood why people are like, oh, you're getting paid to go to school. You're getting a free education. It's like, great. That's not why they're going to school. No. Most of the time. They're not it's not why they're going to that school specifically. No, too. they're they're going to get into the NFL or into the NBA or into the where wherever their sport leads them. And it it blows me away because this was the way that I always had to explain it to people. They'd be like like well there's they're athletes they're student athletes. I'm like, let me ask you a question. Do you think that MTSU walked up to me and tried to revoke my scholarship for music when I went out and played music at night while I was there at school and made money off of my name, image, and likeness? Nope. That's the only time it happened is with sports, mm -hmm. that they limit everyone. Yeah. There are potentially now 460,000 NCAA student-athletes who can sign sponsorship deals. So this opens the door for nearly half a million athletes to start making money off their, their own fame. Oh, and I and actually, by the way, before you say whatever you get ready to say, right. I, it's not that I don't think this is about to become an unmitigated mess. Oh yeah. There's going to be some nightmare scenarios come out of this. It's going to happen, but I, I feel like they should have always been able to have this right. Yeah, I agree. There's multiple layers to this. And as someone who has covered recruiting for five years, as someone who has spent a lot of time in this space, I think this is long overdue to finally allow these athletes to make money off their likeness. But I do feel there are, there's obviously some benefits. And one of, one of the biggest benefits to me is you are able to actually have these college athletes learn about business prior to moving on to the next phase. This could actually help some athletes from going bankrupt when they get into that, maybe the NFL or the, the higher professional ranks to learn the value of, of business and making money off their own name. But think about some of the other effects that you potentially have here. Like I think this allows the rich to get richer in college football because you're now going to have schools like Alabama Clemson and, and the likes that are going to be able to provide these athletes with better opportunities to make more money off their likeness. It's going to create a wider gap. I'm not saying well, it's a bad thing, I, but no, it's no, going to no, create no. a wider gap. I, I will say this, and I don't want this to get lost in that conversation either. They are not allowed as schools to interfere with that process. One, to assist in that process two or three directly from the school, pay the kids. Now, do, we, do we all know that that's already happening in every single program? <laughs> yes. Did yes. Johnny Manziel, not just the other day come out on like, I think it was busting with the boys. I don't want to, was it yeah. was the busting with the boys podcast where he came out and he was just like, Oh yeah, I got paid. He's like, yep. now it wasn't the Heisman season. He goes, but I got paid after that. And he said that he he got paid off off you know signing deals and and signing signing memorabilia. signing memorabilia. Yeah, yeah, which it was the which, story that specifically he was talking about. Hundred percent. And and there's going to be those those cases. Now it's it is allowed for these players to 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 do such a thing. So you know what's what's really interesting is uh, the Heisman. <laughs> yeah. So where does Reggie Bush? Fall oh no, this? that's already it actually. What's funny? That's exactly where I was going, Josh. Um. The, the Heisman organization has already pushed this off on the NCAA. They already were like, uh, well, you know, when it comes to Reggie Bush and, and trying to get his Heisman back and, you know, removing it from him, they're like, if, if the NCAA reinstates his season, then we'll abide by whatever they say. Oh, so now it's up to the Oh, NCAA. yeah. The, oh. It's just even more of a mess. Like, <laughs> <Wow>. I... <laughs> Oh. Give it, give his trophy back. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they're going to do it? No, no, I don't. The NCAA I think in time sucks. They will. Let's. I think by the way, they will. that's that someone's probably going to like <laughs> poke holes in my tires on my car now that I say that. But <laughs> like some, some from the NCAA will show up. <laughs> but I come on, man. Like it, 
they're not going to do anything right. They haven't done anything right when it comes to this situation for a very long time, which is why they're in this mess. Mm-hmm. The hard part is you're you're creating precedent, and then well, anyone then the, anyone anyone that was suspended for any monetary anything, the government like um, the government basically came out and rebuked the NCAA recently and said that they're op- vi- like opened a lawsuit. The Supreme correct? Court, the yeah. Supreme Court, the highest court in the land came out and and slammed the NCAA, and it was like really reason. harsh. It was not it was not a polite <laughs> like uh, maybe you guys messed up. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're pretty aggressive about it. I think we've finally reached this era in college sports that was necessary, especially with billion dollar TV deals that we're seeing. I am very, very interested to see how this pans out, to see how players get creative with how they start making their money. For example, Mackenzie Milton, former UCF, now Florida State quarterback, is the first college player ever to have an NFT and to sell that NFT. I'm actually really interested to see how this whole process takes its course because it's going to be fascinating to watch over the next few years and over the next decade. Well, we will have a front row seat. So uh, buckle up. Here we go. It's just going to be a mess. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go to movies. Movies. Seaspiracy. I didn't watch it. Oh, Josh. <laughs> come on. <sighs> Brian, did you watch it? I did, and I thought it was fascinating. Okay. Did you watch it? Yes. I cried. You cried? What? That's the first time you've ever said you cried at a movie. I didn't. (laughs) I'm going to wait to even go down the... I I just want your unbiased, just unvarnished reaction. I I can get into a lot of different aspects of the different parts. Just when the opening of the movie... In a sense of when he was trying to save the whales and against, you know, theme parks and all that other stuff. And everyone knows I was an animal trainer at a theme park. I always wanted to go to SeaWorld. And then everything happened with Blackfish and all these conspiracies. And so it's a whole nother rabbit hole I can go down. But that very, spoiler, 100% spoiler, the very end when it went back to talking about the whales and there was that massive massacre I'm bawling my eyes out for these dang whales. Are you kidding me? Uh, the rest of the, the rest of the thing, I'm like, okay, I get it, but n- what? What? Why would you make me watch that? I don't want to watch a large massacre of I'm whales. I, I'm not laughing at the fact that you were emotional about a movie. It's just this is the first time I've seen you this emotional. This is a whole, this is a huge thing that I've argued my whole life. Yeah. My whole entire life. Not about the fishing and about the whales. And there's so much to talk about the fishing aspect. Did you but- have to watch Free Willy afterwards? Just to <laughs> get back or I hate you so much. <coughs> um or Dolphin Tail. <laughs> I'm done with Ace guys. Ace Ventura. You, like, I'm serious. Like that's been, that was my goal my whole life was to be a dolphin, whale, marine mammal trainer. And, and I've always, like dolphins are my favorite animal in the entire world. So watching things like this, I'm just like, you were watching, stop them, stop them massacring the whales. Okay. I, by the way, I do want to step in right here. And since we brought this up last week, um, from inverse.com is where this uh, this article is. I, I was just looking it up on Google to find our good friends. <laughs> our, our good friends at inverse. We have so many friends. So um, many famous friends. The <laughs> backlash to see, I like that. Yeah. So many famous friends. Yeah. This is nice. The backlash to see Spiracy came just as fast as the praise. Many of the people interviewed for the film say their quotes were taken out of context, while other scientists called out the documentary's many overstatements and flat out errors. One of the scientists, Bryce D. Stewart, wrote Seaspiracy regularly exaggerates and makes links where there aren't any. So people have already kind of gone. Bryce T. Stewart is a marine ecologist and fisheries biologist from the University of York in England. I mean, he's he's been. They said that he's been doing this for like twenty years for research on that. So. Yeah, you take you take you take facts. Or things that and are they're, happening. They're, they're painting them the way they want to. And then yeah. you weave together a narrative that tells a story that creates a response. Somehow. I, I do want to say that, and there has been a lot of backlash to this film and a lot of accusations of 
you know, gross negligence in some, some spots and, and obviously, you know, overhyping things. However, I do want to say to the director, Ali Tabrizi, like he put himself in harm's way in some incredibly dangerous situations to try and shine a light on something that he felt was a huge problem in our world. Um, and, and so I just, the level of, of difficulty and, I still fear for his safety for some of the things that he exposed, whether it is true or not. There's still a lot of people out there that will assume that it is true by seeing this documentary. So well, it's true through the lens that he's trying to tell it. And that's, you know, all storytelling is based on the storyteller. And this isn't to put aside that this isn't a problem, which it is. Sure. There, there are no, no, factual, no, 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 no. Th- there are factual things I'm sure throughout this whole movie. I've just, I saw some of Cowspiracy and then I've seen a bunch of the like, what the health and <laughs> all of there. Cause this I'm is, sorry. It's just, <laughs> it's so, hard. It feels, I feel I am, like an idiot I saying it out loud. The, the, the person of levity while we're talking about this very serious film. What other things can we put the word spiracy I, after that would make it interesting? I, well, I mean, I'm sure he's looking. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure after Cowspiracy and Seaspiracy. Like, are we going to have bird like spiracy? Is, bird spiracy. Space spiracy. Space oh, spiracy like is great. Yeah. I like that a lot. Ooh. Um, we should be into the punch. Yeah. Let's see if they start <laughs> developing it immediately. We have yeah, two guys. Netflix shows now we're working on. Yeah. Guys. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Sea Spiracy 2021 documentary, hour and 29 minutes. Sea Spiracy is a 2021 documentary film about the environmental impact of fishing, directed by and starring Ali Tabri. Is it Tabrizi? Is it? How his last name is pronounced, Dry? Tabrizi. Yeah. Alex Tabrizi, a British and, filmmaker. And easy being Tabrizi. Oh, no. The film examines various human impacts on marine life and advocates for ending fishing, uh, fish consumption. By the end of this, what are we supposed to eat? Like, I, I don't conspiracy, seaspiracy. <laughs> I'm just going to have some air and a little bit of water, but maybe my water's <laughs> messed up too. So, Well, they're promoting know. fake sushi and stuff by the end of this. Which also plays into the issue of when people are taking things sometimes out of context or they're messing with statistics when you get to the end of the movie and that's what they're. Oh, they're for pushing. sure. Yeah. Like, like in, in what the health, right? So there it's all anti meat. Everyone should be a vegetarian, whatever. And, and that has kind of made the boom of all of the beyond burgers and impossible burgers and all of this stuff. Right. But when you look at the ingredient list of those things, it's like, binders and weird pea proteins and stuff that like you wouldn't be eating that is not exactly healthy for you on a just like a uh, consumption level. I, I'll say this is, this is the interesting thing for me. 75% of rotten tomatoes, right? 96% of Google users like this movie. So is that not a lot of people watching this outside of the people that are looking for it? Or does everyone like the movie that much? I'd be so curious to see the number of people mm-hmm. voting. That mm-hmm. that that'd be the number that I'd be curious of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Car spiracy. Car spiracy. Oh, Absolutely. Who killed the electric car? Maybe. <laughs> that was actually a good documentary. Who killed the electric car? Neither here nor there. <laughs> Sorry. Is that an actual documentary? Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh How did I not know this? All right. Well, um, yeah. So how do we feel about fish? Are we still eating fish? I'm still going to eat fish. I love sushi. So yeah. I love sushi so much. <laughs> it's And it's crazy because everyone looks at me. They're like, you're so hypocritical because not only am I like crazy about animals and whatever, and I don't want to see them kill the whales, but I'm also a hunter and a fisher. And I'm just like, ah. Well, I think what, what's being brought up is, is how are we sourcing it? Like what yeah. is the actual process of sourcing some of yes. these things? And that's that's the thing that like... Once you shine a light on it, you kind of go, ooh, this is... Yes. There should be better ways to do this. But, but, but you know, but. how do you mass produce chicken or fish or <laughs> beef or, you know what I mean? Tree spiracy. Oh. What about bird spiracy? Birds aren't real. I said that earlier. I don't think... <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, anyway... Movie so for next week, it's a very good question. What do we want to do? Hmm. Well, 
I had a suggestion. I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in theaters, by I the know. way. Oh, isn't? Oh, not by next week, is it's, it? It's out on the 9th. So you'd have to see it by like Sunday night. I mean, I'm Black Widow. Yeah, 100% Black Widow. Are we going Black Widow? Yes, we're going Black Widow. All right, are you, Black Widow. Are you, gonna, are you back in time from your tour? Uh, I, I'll make it work. Okay. It, it'll probably be Sunday for me. Sunday night, yeah. Yeah. That usually is the best time. All right, the movie for next week. Black Widow. We're back. MCU is back. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. I'm sorry. Like I couldn't get through WandaVision. I liked Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. Have that was pretty good. Loki though. I haven't started Loki yet. I'm waiting I'm just to start Loki till all the episodes come out. I, you need to watch it. That's the one where like it's everyone so seems good. to be okay it's about so it. Good. But like I've missed the long form MCU movie and we are back and I'm so excited. I'm All so right. Excited. Next week, make sure you watch it. Get out this weekend and go support your movie theaters because we love them. Let's go to the Marvel Spiracy. Oh my god! <laughs> hot take, go. Hot take. <laughs> Ryan, just a, just a rye spiracy over here. Rye spiracy. <laughs> um, Can we get that trending on Twitter? Thank you, uh, Quad Pot Squad. Hashtag Rye Spears. How everything is how everything is based in Florida. Florida. Rice Rice Spears. Everything that is good comes from Florida. No, Um, it's like my big fat Greek wedding. Everything that's good is Greek. Yeah. We we discussed this last week. Yes. And I love this as a hot take. And I'm staying exactly where my brain left me. I'm not going for the worst movie I've ever seen. Talking about the ending that irritated me more than any other ending of a movie in my life. The most annoying ending to any movie, hands down, because of how much I loved the film, because of how great it was, because of how well it was shot, is the end of Inception. I, I'm sorry. I Stop it with trying to be cute by making the ending. Did the top move? Oh, my God. Is Do he still need- trapped in the dream? With the, is it, well, and does that mean then the whole movie is just right. one layer the, down? Right. And That's then everything my entire else was point. Belie- it, it just removes all of the stakes for the entire movie. And it's it's never going to get a sequel. So it's like you've you basically just undone everything that you sat through to watch this damn movie. I've never been more pissed off than at the end of that film. And I'm like, are you kidding? Really? Really? There's spoilers in this part of the pot tank, guys. <laughs> If you've never seen any of these movies' endings, this, they will be uh, yeah. explained. Time for <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's it for me. Like, I, I'm not, I can't even, first of all, I'm having trouble articulating with words. Uh, I've never been that pissed off. I was just like, what? wait, what? Re- Come on. That's like the guy getting the end of the book and going, I don't know how to wrap it up. Let's make it possibly never have happened. Or any movie, it's like, and then it was just a dream. And you're like, are you serious? Really? Like, I, I mean, if this was if this was books, like one of my favorite book series. Um, but Stephen King doing the Dark Tower novels. If you've ever read through them, they're, first of all, they're very long. They're very in-depth. They're very cool. Very different. He is so artistic. I love it. I hate the ending. And if you've read through all of them to get to the ending and you're like, no, stop it. Stop. That's how I felt when I watched Inception. I got to the end and I was pissed off. Forget that. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to battle me on this? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. But I'll, I'll, I'll let Haley go because I don't want to. Well, mine's very morbid. Um, <laughs> did you say good? Yes. Good. 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 <laughs> so this. This movie is not a movie that people would first come to think about, but I still can't get over how they ended the movie. And I'm going with The Mist. And <laughs> I it, this movie really pisses me off. You you go through that incredible scary like heart-wrenching of them in hiding in the store and then they finally travel and they run out of gas and they literally end the movie. The guy shoots the girl the kid, and then it can't shoot himself, gets out of the car, and there's the rescue team. Not only that, not only is the rescue team there, but that stupid woman that left the store at the beginning of the movie is on that rescue truck. You're telling me you couldn't end the movie better? Like, he's just, he just killed a kid. 
See, all right, wait, 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 time out. I I think I I win just by nature of your argument. I understand why that ending upsets you, but it's at least an ending. Well, maybe I want to know if he even tried to kill himself <laughs> at least after. It's an like he just sat there and watched the the trucks go by. Like what? 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 The, what? I this. That, I haven't thought about that movie since it came out. Honestly, I don't think I even ever saw it. I honestly, you need to watch it. It's really good. Minus the ending. Just well, about, I mean, obviously, about fog. she's like, yeah, but this is, this, this is my least favorite ending to a movie of all time. You should watch this. You That's should great. watch it. You're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. No, I, the movie was intense. I liked it until the very ending, and it pissed me off so bad. And that's why I'm not the only one who's pissed off about that ending at all. Okay. All right. Josh, what do you got? I want to see what Ryan has first. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, go ahead, Ryan. Go no, ahead. No, Josh, I, I'm going to let you take the lead here. Uh-oh. Did you not have one? No, I have one, but I want to see what yours is. Why do you get to do that? I did it first. Just go. Just go. <laughs> my my worst ending of all time Bambi. is I Am Legend. <laughs> is, is, remember the Titans. Is I, I Am Legend with Will Smith at the end. Really? Yes. The whole cure that comes up and then he enters this world where there's just these people living away from all these zombies and he helps deliver it to the military and it just seems to be too i don't know lame like <laughs> it just kind of like he's on the run like yeah like it just it was really really lame and like of course the cure existed you know within him like I, it's just it's a it's a lame ending. i can't i can't stand to watch that movie just because the dog. Owning, the dog. Owning a the dog scene yeah, is the yeah, worst. Yeah, it's owning brutal. a shepherd. It's, it's really tough for me to watch. Movie. It's the that's the worst scene of that movie. That almost but. makes me want to pivot to Marley and Me, but we're not going to go there. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's yours? 1997, the winner of the Academy Award for Best Picture, the winner for the best oh. score, a, an incredible love story that ends with her having plenty of space. <laughs> on the door for him to sit with her but instead she says I won't let go and then proceeds to let go and let him drown not only does that happen oh my god then uh -oh. this old lady who's been telling the story takes this like 70 million dollar necklace and just chucks it in the ocean and she's like thanks for sitting with me for two hours everyone see you later Titanic has the worst ending of a movie I've ever oh seen. Gosh. I like this challenge. <laughs> I like this so much. Do you want to? I mean, uh, okay. So technically, which one's the ending though? Yeah. Because the ending is technically her sewing in the ocean. All of the last, and like, then she like dies minutes. in her sleep or something. I think that's what everyone like assumes. The last six minutes of that movie is just awful. <laughs> awful. Well, according to our friends at BuzzFeed. <laughs> Whoa! I'm jacking oh! it. I am jacking it from you. Someone got scooped. I got scooped. So there's a little, uh, actually the title of this is 19 movie endings that seriously infuriated the blink out of people. I'm going to go with the top 10 though. So at number 10, Atonement. At number nine, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. <laughs> You're doing a great job at this bear, by the way. Just so you know. Wait, these are the worst? That inferior. And number eight, okay. Inception. So it's way too low on that list. <laughs> number seven is The Breakup. Number six is La La Land. Number five mm. is The Mist. Number four is Grease. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell list this, is this? I have a problem with this. confused. Three is Gone Girl. Two is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That one. Oh, that terrible. Well, first of all, that that movie was terrible. That, I don't even. I don't even acknowledge I don't, it. It's not in the pantheon no. to me. And then number one is my sister's keeper. I don't even know what that is. Apparently, they killed the wrong sister. I don't know. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> I know. All the spoilers, but that's why, according to BuzzFeed, so our friends at BuzzFeed. 
our friends at BuzzFeed.com. All right, so let me let me ask this before we wrap everything up. Um, for next week, do we go the other direction? Do we go the best yes. endings in movie history? Yes. I do like that. Oh, there's so... But there's so do, we, do we just do Marvel all over uh, again? Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. What now if mine is Inception? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right, guys, we promise Josh will put this list yes, up. Yes, I will do this one. I vote on this week. As always, thank you guys so much for listening to The Quad with Chris Young. I'm Chris from Ryan, Josh, and Haley. I hope everybody had a fantastic Fourth of July weekend. Number one, number one, baby! I think for the fun of it, Bear, since you've been stealing everybody else's lines, we should do the out again, but you take us out this time. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go. Go, oh, go, crap. go. I'm not prepared. Yeah, go. Oh, that's right. We start first, not. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for listening to The Quad with Chris Young. I hope you had a great 4th of July. <laughs> and we're out. Go. That was incredible. <laughs> oh, so good. That was perfect. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs>